Hey, I'm Dr. Laura Berman, a sex and relationship therapist. And for the past three decades, I've been helping people learn how to love and be loved better. That's what we're doing here on The Language of Love, where I get to answer calls and emails from people just like you. My goal with The Language of Love is to help you discover more meaningful, emotional, and physical intimacy, and to help you build more awareness of how precious and sacred your sexuality really is. Be sure to email me or reach out with your very own love, sex, relationship questions, and I might just answer them live on the air. It's time we all become fluent in the language of love. I'm so excited to introduce you to Paul Denniston. He's the founder of Grief Yoga, which uses movement, breath, sound, intended all to release pain and struggle and connect more empowerment and love. And boy, he's certified in every kind of yoga you can imagine. Hatha, vinyasa, kundalini, restorative, laughter, everything, dance yoga. And he combines all of those things to really create a program that is in service to helping us all heal, especially from grief. And full disclosure, he is also a dear friend and has been one of my greatest healers through my own loss over the past years and a blessing to so many people. So welcome, Paul Denniston. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> uh, last time I saw you, we were ecstatic dancing on the beach together. <laughs> we were dancing on the beach and it was lovely. I, there's nothing like it. <laughs> yeah, it was so nice. And Paul has a new book out. It's called Healing Through Yoga, Transform Loss into Empowerment. And the way that I came into contact with Paul was through his partner in grief.com, but also in life. David Kessler, who is a grief expert. And I had never, and then he introduced me to you. And then when I went on, it was just about a week after Sammy died, I went into the Redwoods with my dear friend who's really good at holding space. I called her my grief concierge, Tina. And she organized, I had all this whole list of amazing healers like you. You were one of them, Paul, who offered to help while I was going deep into the grief, which I really felt I had to do. I, I felt horrible leaving my family so soon after Sammy's loss, but I really thought, I felt like I wasn't going to make it if I didn't do this. And you were so wonderful, Paul. He met with me every single day remotely. I was there in the redwoods of Santa Cruz <laughs> and basically took me through grief yoga, right? I did. I did. And I was really like impressed and inspired with I mean, just how recent your loss was of like you deciding you're like, I have to do this. And so I was in awe of what you what you did. And um, I'm also a big believer about how grief needs dedicated time. By doing that, I know that we want to try to run away from the pain, but in some ways, by actually just creating some time and space for it, it helps the healing process. We are going to take some women into the Redwoods and take them through this process at some point, but you yeah. don't have to leave your life for a week in order to do, to really help heal yourself. And by the way, I mean, healing through yoga, I think you purposely named it that transform loss into empowerment, because obviously while it is grief yoga and intended maybe at the beginning for people who have gone through a loss through death, 
it applies to anyone. You know, I think the whole world is grieving right now after the two years we've had, not just because of deaths, but because of financial crises or health crises or divorces or breakups or family traumas and dramas. I actually think we're experiencing collective loss. You know, maybe it's just like, I miss being able to be with my friends, the space where we can just be with one another without worrying, am I going to catch something or is there going to be a disease that I'm going to get just by breathing? So I really do, the, the intention within this practice is really about taking what is your struggle and your pain. Perhaps for some people, it might be grief. For some, it might be anger or betrayal or anxiety or fear. I really designed it to take whatever the struggle is to learn how to channel it and move it through in empowering ways to help to guide us towards more peace more harmony, more resilience. It's beautiful. I think it's really important to pause for a moment and dig into what you're saying, because this is something that I've known for many years, professionally as a therapist, but also personally. And I would have said before this huge loss that I was someone who was maybe a little more in her body than most, but I didn't know how not in my body I was until I suffered this loss. And what I have learned over the past year, poop tons over the past year, but what (laughs) I've learned with regard to what we're talking about, which is so important, what you're saying is that and I want to get your wisdom on this. We want to run away from these bad feelings. We don't want to feel them. Sometimes we just want to think about our thought or we just want to get over it, especially when you're talking about breakups or losses or the, many of the examples you gave. And one of the things that I think is so crucial about the work that you do in particular with grief yoga is that it forces us or just invites us to be in our bodies and release that energy. And this is what I'm always talking to you guys about, that emotions, whether acknowledged or not by us, are energy in motion and they live in the body and they don't just disappear if you're refusing to think about them or feel them. (laughs) You know, the, the energy of the pain, the loss, the fear, the sadness, the anger is there. And It comes out like a geyser somewhere else, right? Or it makes us sick or something else happens. But that's why I think it's so important to have a vehicle for moving it out. Can you comment on that? Yeah, because I think it's so normal for us to suppress it. And it's because we aren't really taught how do you deal with sadness? How do you deal with anger? I think, you know, it's normal in our society. We judge these emotions. We might think that being happy or grateful, those are great, but nobody wants to see you sad or angry. And so what happens then, it's stored in the body because it becomes suppressed. And I was someone who definitely tried to run away from these challenging emotions. What I found that it did for me is, is that the sadness then turned into depression the anger would boil like a boiling teapot and then explode Explode. and I would hurt other people. And I felt like it was dangerous. And so I felt like it needed to be suppressed. So what would happen is, is I would turn it inward and I would be harder on myself than anyone else was. Yeah. So the intention within this movement practice was really in a compassionate way How can we learn to channel what is suppressed in an empowering way 
So almost as if we can use it as fuel to help us to crack our heart open. Yeah. And heal. And, and we're going to, and Paul's going to be taking us through some of these uh, processes that you can continue and try on your own and definitely check out the book healing through yoga. I love your example, you know, from your life, Paul, I think one of the reasons I was so determined to not suppress it was not only with Sammy was not only because there was no freaking way I could suppress it. It was too big. Right. Unlike a lot of my other losses, but also because I had learned the hard way, like you, when I lost my mother, which until Sammy was the worst, most horrible, painful loss I had ever experienced, I did repress it. Or at least I just kind of thought it away. I need, I was filming a show. I needed to be on. I didn't realize I wasn't feeling it, but I really didn't feel it. And then within a year of my mother dying of what originally was breast cancer, I had breast cancer in the same breast. Mm-hmm. And I have learned since then, and that was probably 10 or 11 years ago, I've learned since then, if you think about even just cancer, we all have cancer cells in our bodies. What causes them to grow and multiply is inflammation, right? Mm-hmm. And lots of things cause inflammation, toxins in the environment, the food we eat, extra, not exercising enough. But the other thing that causes inflammation is this kind of emotional repression. Yes. You know, it, it causes inflammation in our cells. And I have yet to meet a woman with breast cancer who really allows herself or allowed herself up to that point to really express and feel her feelings. And I think one of the things that's so beautiful about grief yoga is that, like you were saying, most of us have fear either that we're going to be judged or no one's going to want to hang out with us or it's unattractive in some way, or we want to take care of everyone else around us. And so we want to, quote unquote, spare them from being present to our emotions. I mean, that's a whole other conversation. But in terms of the grief yoga, I think that's something you can do, I mean, with a friend or with a group, but you can also just do it on your own. Absolutely. You can do it on your own. And it's a lot of what the way I created this book where people could have that experience where they do it in the safety of their own home. I also just wanted to acknowledge too that the book and a lot of this practice is devoted to my sister, Ella, who passed away from cancer. And I remember being with her in a very dark night in the hospital where she had so much pent up anger. And I think that her anger was everything from the disappointment that her body wasn't going the way that she wanted it to. And she had anger towards God that she felt guilt about. She felt like, you know, God, I thought you were supposed to heal me. And all of that suppressed anger was just boiling up inside of her and not giving the space to come out because she was taught, hey, good girls aren't supposed to be angry. Just like for me, I was taught, hey, boys aren't supposed to cry. And so I would do techniques with her in her hospital bed that just gave the space for a little bit of the pain to move through. Yeah. And you did that with me too. I remember there, I mean, we did many, lots of this, but there was this one day where Tina was with me, but also Catherine Woodward Thomas had come to visit because she was only like an hour away. And so she came for one of the days I was there. She's a dear friend and I know she's worked with you many times and you took us through an anger release. I mean, I never knew what you were going to do. You just seemed to intuitively know what to take us through. The tribal dance 
yes. and you, techniques to woo! release anger. You took it. I mean, I was sweating and I was so impressed because <laughs> we were pounding and screaming and yes. like getting it out. <laughs> Catherine got so into it. And I was into it, obviously, but Catherine sure. and Tina and Catherine was just like releasing and she's not sick and doesn't, you know, she doesn't, hasn't had a recent loss, but we all, it doesn't matter. We all have, she's like, I got to go rest after this. She had released so much, but it's really powerful. And sometimes people are like, I don't feel like anger is my thing. Yeah. One of the things that I'll direct people to is to say, well, then direct it as fear. Because I actually think that fear can sometimes be the source of the anger. And mm. so sometimes by channeling and releasing fear, that can also be powerful too. Yeah. And I think it could be, I mean, I think this kind of work is also so powerful for people who struggle to manage their emotions, especially like, for instance, men or women with anger management issues. If you could mm -hmm. learn to process this and move this out in a productive way, it doesn't act like a geyser that bursts through at, a, you know, like you were saying, that teapot yes. bursting through at times when it doesn't serve anyone and it's not even getting to the source of your anger and resolving anything. You know, anger is our teacher. It helps us to stand up and perhaps set a boundary or to say enough is enough. I think that anger can be a powerful fuel. I mean, yeah. activists use that form of anger in a source of purpose too. But I think that anger, when it's not released, creates dis-ease and yes. bitterness. And so I was afraid of anger for a majority of my life. Me and too. now I must say that all of these emotions, whether it be anger or sadness or laughter or joy, what if I started to just embrace all of these emotions and learn how to move with them in healthy ways? Yes. And if you've been following me on social media, anyone that follows me has seen me. And a lot of it I've learned from you, Paul, uh, has seen me pounding pillows with baseball bats or crying or whatever it is. I really make a commitment to... Sometimes I'm not even aware that I feel something and I just kind of scan my body. And I think you're going to take us through an exercise like this where you sure. sort of scan your body and I'll be like, oh, there's something there. And then it'll turn out to be sadness or anger or fear and then move that. So maybe this is a good time to ask you to maybe take us through how to do that. Yeah. Think, don't do this while you're driving or something, but... <laughs> No, no. But, but if you're, yeah, to just listen. And, and um, what I'll do is, is I'll just take a little bit of a moving meditation. We can break it up a little bit into segments okay. and stuff like that. I can offer techniques. If you're moving or driving, I think it's really just about observing the breath and the sensations in the body, I think is a, is a great way to do it. Yeah. Okay. Tell you what, let's just take a moment and feel where you're grounded. I mean, okay. take a moment and, and feel wherever it is that you're touching the earth. Maybe it's your, the soles of your feet. Maybe you're in your chair and you just feel your sit bones balanced on your chair. Maybe just move a little bit from side to side and forward and back and see if you can just center yourself. And one of the ways to center is to bring the hands to the core and to notice the breath. Is that your belly? That's your belly, yeah. See if you can breathe all the way down into your belly. Notice it expand. And as you exhale, observe it contract. 
Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Now, what do you say? Because I'm going to out this for myself and for many others out there. Whenever someone like you asks me to do this, the first thing I think about or notice is the mush there. Like like the, the extra cushion. <laughs> Tell you what, I feel it too. And I'm kind of grabbing a little bit of my fat right now. And I'm just Let's just all grab our fat. I'm going to mush it. I love it. I love I love your fat. <laughs> Let's Sorry, give that little fat a little bit of a squeeze, shall okay. we? All right. Yes. I just had to acknowledge that because I know I'm not the only one and I don't want us to be distracted. So no, I'm just, I'm, oh, I love you. you <laughs> I love my belly. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Yeah, that's okay. I think, you know, and, and, and it's okay to judge your bodies and, the, you know, we all have imperfect things within our body. And I certainly am. I, I was a fat little kid growing up and I still am heavy right there on my sides and I acknowledge it and I'm just going to come back to my breath. So there you go. <laughs> but thank breath. you for acknowledging that. <laughs> Good. All right. Let's just take a breath together. Take a deep inhale and a deep exhale. Good. What you just did was sigh. I love that. I invite you to, again, take a deep inhale and whatever your sigh sounds like, I'm just going to exhale it out. <sighs> Good. Well, again, take a deep inhale, whatever that sigh sounds like. <sighs> Good. Just come back to your natural breath. I invite you to bring your hands to your chest. And I invite you to just take a moment and tune into how your heart is feeling. Maybe one word to kind of describe, however, how's your heart today? My word is uh, restful. Restful. Restful, which is nice. My word is vulnerable. Aw. Vulnerable. Tell you what, let's just take a moment to connect to who our heart misses. If you are in a place where you can close your eyes, I invite you to close your eyes here as your hands are on your chest and just take a moment and remember and reflect on somebody your heart misses. Oh, you're going to take me there, Paul. Okay. Sure. Just see them in your mind's eye, looking at you with love. And I invite you to whisper their name out loud. Sammy. Hello. And take a deep inhale and a deep exhale. Just take a moment and release your hands down. So what we first just did was we just got centered, kind of accepted exactly where we were. doesn't mean we have to like it. It means we can judge parts of our body, whether it's the fat. We can just be a little bit and breathe with whatever came up for what the heart is. The first step is really about acceptance and awareness of bringing the attention into the body. 
And sometimes what we'll do then within a class is to just start to move the spine. So tell you what, this is called Sufi grind. And if you're seated in a chair, just move a little forward on your chair. And if you're kind of moving around, just start to just listen to, um, just observe your breath. But this is called Sufi grind. Just create large circles around with your torso. So I'm literally just moving my torso around in a circle here. Me too. Yeah. And continue to observe the breath and just notice your spine and get curious about sensations in your body. Maybe move in large circles in the other way, just your torso area. Our spine can get really tight within loss. We constrict, our breath gets shallow. So what we're doing is, is we're befriending the body and just creating a little space in the body. And moving is hard, when, especially in the early stages of grief. So just doing a little gentle movement like this when you don't have a lot of energy is really good. Gentle movement. You know, it's also great. Sometimes we have like grief brain and we're having a lot of times just we're in our heads and mm -hmm. it can reflect in our shoulders and our neck. So sometimes even a neck rotation is really good. Just bring your ear towards your shoulder. And just Ooh, take yeah. a moment and just <laughs> breathe right there. I carry tension in my shoulders and neck. Yeah. I have to always remind myself that they should not be at my ears. Yeah, bring your chin to your chest and just feel the stretch in the back of your neck. And just continue to observe your breath here. Maybe opposite ear to shoulder and just take a moment and breathe. And then you could just keep going back and forth or if you want to just create large circles around with your head. I love the circle. I know, right? It feels good. And this is also like a way of saying, you know, maybe you're moving slower, maybe you're moving faster, but it's also a way for you to get in touch with how does your body want to move here? Maybe move in large circles in the other way. I'm just a big believer of that healing needs motion and that emotion is energy in motion. So we just want to start to get safe in the body so we can take what's suppressed and move it through. Just take a moment and come back to a neutral seated position whenever you're ready. Cool. Yeah. So, so basically the first step that I would guide people on is, is about awareness, awareness of the body, awareness of the breath. But then after we start to move the spine, and there's many different techniques, especially in the book that I offer people. But one of the things is now is, is about how can you take what is suppressed and move it through? But yeah. I recognize grief's exhausting. And so I was like, if I'm going to do this work, we need to like empower ourselves. We need to like find the resilience so we can do this. So I'll tell you, one of the things that I like to do is, is called cannon breath. And it's where you allow your fists to come right to your core. So you can have like the, the fists at the core. And it's just a reminder to breathe all the way down into the core. And with this breath, breathing technique is inhaling three breaths through the nose and then exhaling out the mouth with sound. Let's give it a try here. Inhale. Exhale. That's good. Again, inhale. Making me yawn. Yeah, you can yawn. 
Oh, oh. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> That's great. Now, you can just shake it out with the hands a little bit there, too. Now, what does that do? That's sort of a container and calms your nervous system down a little bit? Well, what it's doing is, is it's having you connect to your core right in the solar plexus is, is where your strength lives. But what it's off, and it's a reminder for us to breathe deeply all the way down into the core because our breath can get very shallow when we're anxious or in grief. So it's about deepening the breath. But then using the sound is helping to open the throat space because a lot of times when we're you know, when we're struggling, we may not ask for what we want or what we need. We might just have a hard time expressing what it is that's, that we're going through. So using sound, whether it's a huh or you're a huh, it's opening up the throat space to help us to take what's suppressed and move it through. Okay. So that's opening things up. Opening, you know, it's another great thing to open things up. This one's called breaking the chains. I actually kind of this is a this is a fun one, but it's there's there's a lot going on with it, and it's literally like you bring your forearms in front of your chest, and your forearms are almost like they're right on top of one another, and your fists are tight. It's almost like you're bound in chains, and maybe it's like you can connect to where do you feel stuck? Maybe it's about fear. Maybe it's about, I just don't know how to move forward after this loss. So you're literally embodying it. Embodying and, like the bondage, the, the bound up tightness, repression, restriction you feel. Yeah. That's right. That's exactly if it. If you're not watching, if you're listening, you have your forearms are on top of each other yes. in front of your chest and uh, there's a fist, you know, next to each elbow. Correct. Each, you know, an elbow, right? That's Is correct. That That's okay. I've That's done this with you before. I'm so excited. So I know yes. what we're next, but you tell and us. And here's where you break through and break open. You inhale and then push your elbows to your sides with the powerful ha. Huh. <sighs> and you'll I see it. how I always chest. feel like a sumo wrestler when I do this. <laughs> like, well, it's oh! great. <laughs> well, yeah. it's great because you're connecting to that resilience and strength. But what's also happening here is you're opening the chest space too as you use the sound to open up your throat. You want to do it again? Yeah, do it again. Let's do it again. Arms parallel in front of your chest. Your fists are right by your elbows. Take a deep inhale. Push the elbows back. <sighs> Good. You do a much longer huh than I do. But That's you know, right. I also read when I was first doing studying yoga, which also is relevant here, is that when your chest is open, like because when you do the huh, your elbows go by your side and your right. chest, your back, your shoulder blades are closer together and your chest is out. And that is a really good depression resolution, right? In yoga, opening your chest, any pose or any position that opens your chest is really good for sadness and depression. 
That is correct. And I think that a lot of people who are experiencing depression have a sense where they're just lacking any type of hope. And it's like, I can't feel anger. I can't feel happiness. And so a lot of the times when I'm working with people who are dealing with depression, one of the things that I will have them tap into is, is let's use anger as a fire to help them to start to move things through. So, yeah. um, but it is using the strength of the core and the breaking of the chains is allowing the chest and the heart to open. open. So, yeah. And then what happens? What's next? Oh my gosh. There's so many routes <laughs> that we can take. <laughs> well, from the standpoint of releasing, we've connected with our breath. We've connected with our power, broken some chains. How about releasing fear or anger? Okay. I invite you to bring your fists Bring them tight, hold them with dynamic tension, and then hold them right to your chest, okay? So with this, we're going to punch out. We're going to embody our inner Rocky or, or okay. Miss Rocky, however you want to do it. Okay, but I'm going to invite you to do equal inhalation and exhalation through the mouth as you punch out. So we're bringing a lot of oxygen into the body. So just start to punch out in front of you with equal inhalation and exhalation through the mouth. Yes, keep the fists tight. So as you keep all the way out. Yeah, you're pushing, you're you're punching all the way out. But what's happening here is, is you're creating a spark to take what is suppressed so we can begin to channel it through. And sometimes when we are in that place of loss, we just need a little bit of a spark to help yeah. us to move forward. And this is creating a spark within. Now bring both fists right back to the chest. Now we're gonna channel, whether that's anger or fear as fuel, and we're gonna move it through. Take a deep inhale. Now just push one hand out in front of you, but release with the hands and the fingers. <sighs> like you're using the fuel and moving it out through the hands. And then fists to the chest, and then the other hand out, release with the hand. <sighs> this Again. is like Taekwondo. Yeah, totally. <sighs> this ain't your mama's yoga class here. <sighs> Good. Yeah. And what I have found, which, you know, we're giving you a taste here, but you're doing this, you know, in repetition. And you're absolutely right, Paul, that often, almost always, actually, after I release anger, like after I beat the crap out of a pillow or do what some of these poses where I'm really like oh, and punching and it's like the nervous system that is repressing the sadness for whatever reason is tired out or distracted or right. something. And then tears come. That's right. Well, part of what's happening here with what's the design of this is, is what's going and this is kind of covered in classes in the book. Is there's a, a cycle of compassionate transformation that's happening. And so this releasing is about releasing the pain, which at the end of it, sometimes people feel depleted. Maybe they feel energized. But right. what is happening, there is an intention of moving pain through because we're moving towards connection, which is designed to fill the person up, whether it's witnessing their love or their grief, or maybe it's remembering with more love, or maybe it's finding moments of gratitude. 
Uh, maybe it's finding places of forgiveness. But in order for us to find and move towards that healing place, sometimes we have to take the pain and let it out, give it let space it to breathe. Yeah. yeah, you talk in your book, the book is uh, Healing Through Yoga, Transform Loss into Empowerment. But you talk about this kind of cycle of what you call compassionate transformation. It starts with awareness, which we got into a little bit, just tuning into your body. Expression, which we touched on a little bit. Using movement, breath, and sound to release struggle and pain. And then starts to come the connection. Connection. And evolution. Connection is flowing meditations to allow the heart to open and heal where we can reflect on paths of love, gratitude, and grace. Connection happens within self. Connection can happen with another person. And connection can happen with spirit. But these are flowing meditations that embody that. Next step is about surrender. It's about how can I let go here? Not meaning to let go. I'm not asking for you to let go of Sammy or for me to let go of Ella. This is about how can I soften my body that can allow myself to move towards more peace. Mm -hmm. So it's very restorative stretches to learn how to soften. And then the, the last step is about evolution. And evolution is, is who am I now after this loss? How am I different after loving them? And within this, it focuses on techniques of movement, breath, and sound that helps the students tap into more perseverance, more play, and purpose. Yeah, beautiful. We basically did a crash course in that over a week, but then we also continued to work with Paul. And also, if you follow him at Grief Yoga on any social media platform, or is it grief.com where grief yoga is? Uh, Griefyoga.com. Griefyoga.com. You can find lots of videos as well. I'm just looking at your book. Here's my little blurb that I've gave you for your book, which is Healing Through Yoga provides a beautiful and compassionate roadmap guiding us to move through the pain with presence, grace, and power in a way that maintains the body's health and facilitates healing. I couldn't say it better if I hadn't said it myself. It was so good. I had to put it in the book. (laughs) (laughs) I love you and I love the work you're doing. And I think it's so important. I also know that you have trainings for yoga practitioners, right? Mm -hmm. I train yoga practitioners. I also have a training specifically for therapists and counselors and healthcare professionals. I've taught uh, this practice to over 10,000 psychologists and therapists from around the world. So you can just check out the trainings section at griefyoga.com. Yeah, it's such a beautiful practice. And I was not so sure how different it would be from regular yoga, but I was willing to try it. I can tell you that it's, you know, while obviously a lot of it is founded in yoga, it's so thoughtful and guided and powerful for the reasons we talked about, the healing that it allows in the body and in the heart and in the mind, and really the integration. I think just sort of the integration of mind, body, and spirit that gets that, first of all, for most of us, isn't there in the first place, much less after going through the trauma of a terrible loss. And like we were saying earlier, everyone and their mother and father and uncle and sister and brother and everything in between is experiencing some sort of 
loss or feeling of loss or struggle or fear. And so the big highlighted message here is don't repress it, let it out. And this is such a beautiful and gentle process for teaching you and guiding you on how to let it out and how to be more in your body. So thank you for all the work you do and for writing this book. Check it out. Healing Through Yoga. Transform loss into empowerment. So you can have yogurt afterwards as a yeah, treat. After I mean, well, I always screw up with Paul for some reason. I was talking about where were, oh, I was talking about you on the Nick Cannon Nick show. Cannon. <laughs> <laughs> and I had a brain freeze and couldn't remember his name. It's okay. You know, you know what's really helpful is brief yoga with, with with Who's that guy again? I wanted to just say too, because I, one of the things I wanted to do with the book experience was, you know, how do you make an experiential thing like yoga into a, you know, how do you transform it into a book? So anybody who orders the book can also have a free companion course that Ooh. can give them classes that can help them to experience the techniques in the book. And it's for anybody who orders it. And you can check that out at healingthroughyoga.com. Wonderful. And that's the title of the book. That's a really good perk because then you get to take guided classes along with your with your book. I think Yay. that's perfect. Good idea, Paul. Thanks, Laura. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much <laughs> for joining. And I will see you on the beach soon for another ecstatic dancing session. And you let us know what you think about the book, Healing Through Yoga. Let us know if you practice it and if you have any questions. And I will see you next time. Bye.